that what I have the minister tonight is going to bless you. Uh, we've been talking about don't forget the harvest. Amen. And uh, we're still there, but we're going to go in a slightly different direction tonight as the spirit of God has been leading me to do so. So I would like you to turn with me to John chapter four, verse thirty five, just to be reminded. Amen. Of our theme verse. Uh, Jesus said it so well. And I kind of turned it around when I said, do not say uh, this. But Jesus says, do you not say amen? Uh, basically, he was advising them, amen, that they were really saying the wrong thing. Uh, and over in John four and thirty five, which parenthetically, if we're going to harvest right, how many of y'all know we got to start talking the right way? Amen. Do you have to start talking the right way? Amen. Do you still remember how to harvest? Come on. Words, wisdom and what? work. Y'all still remember that? Amen. So uh, with that in mind, Jesus said, you know, the saying: four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around for the fields are already ripe with harvest. The fields are already what class ripe with harvest. So don't forget the harvest. And that's been our bedrock golden text. But tonight we're going to look at it through a slightly different lens and even in alignment with this verse, because this verse really has more to do with harvesting souls than anything else. Harvesting people, the, the crops are already white with people, already white with 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 what Jesus wants to come into his into his kingdom. But I want you to go now to Genesis chapter three. And verse number 17. And we're going to look through this through a slightly different lens tonight. And I will give you my subject over in Genesis chapter three and verse number 17. This is the temptation and fall of man that we're all too familiar with. And the Bible says then to Adam, this is as Jesus is sort of not Jesus. God is passing out his sentencing. You know what what you can expect now that you've eaten of the forbidden fruit. How many of you know sin will cost you? Will sin cost you? Yeah. Do we still believe that sin costs us? Amen. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Sin will cost you, won't it? Amen. So Jesus is passing out these sentences and he says something, God rather, to Adam. He said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you should not eat. Pay attention to this. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil shall you eat of it all the days of your life. And this is our text tonight. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. And he goes on, talked about how by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, so forth and so on. But thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles. Amen. Because of your sin, the ground is cursed. And there was a time when the ground was not producing thorns and thistles. At a certain point, there was no need for thorns and thistles, because what do thorns and thistles do? Thorns protect roses. They protect certain vegetation from other wildlife, ravishing wildlife that would eat it. And that's why they have thorns. Isn't that right? Well, there was a time where nothing had thorns, didn't need thorns because the world was perfect, right? No animals, bloodthirsty, isn't that right? 
Amen. Everybody was right. Everybody. Uh, uh, no one had sin consciousness. But now because of this, amen, the ground is what? Curse. Do you all see that? And thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. The harvest here, amen, is the type of harvest I'm going to deal with tonight. I want to talk from the thought, a world grown wild. A world grown wild. I want to do a play on words. A world that has what? Grown wild. Everything we're experiencing today is a harvest on what another generation did. Everything. I don't know if you are even aware of where we really are in this world. The Bible says in the last days, perilous times. Does it not say that would come? Amen. Men would be lovers of themselves. Unthankful. All these kinds of things would occur in the last days. Amen. And, 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 and all of this really is a sum total of a bunch of harvesting off of thorns and thistles, the thorns and thistles that were created generations even before some of us got here. Can I show it to you in the Bible over in Matthew chapter 12, verse number 43 through 45? And I need to build a case before I really take you into this. The Bible says when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. But where's the world grown wild, Pastor Rogers? Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and they dwell there. We love this passage from the standpoint of when you cast a demon out of a person. Amen. You got to get them filled with the Holy Ghost, disciple them so that when those demons Try to come back. Demons of addiction, demons of, 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 of lasciviousness and sex, demons of wrong attitudes, mentality, mental health, you name it. Wrong spirits try to get back in. Amen. They are discipled and filled with the Holy Ghost. And so those spirits can't get back in where they used to occupy. And that is with seven more wicked than itself. Do you all see that? But there is a greater principle in this text than just one person. Being demonized. Bible says when he goes, he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell there. Look at this. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. But you can't stop reading. So shall it also be with this. What did Woodstock do to us? Y'all getting with me now. I feel like you got the revelation. Thorns and thistles. What did the drug epidemic of the 80s and 90s, some of us remember, amen, it got so bad and they tried the initiative, just say, no, dare to keep kids. Y'all remember Nancy Reagan off drugs? And it did not work. And let me tell you why. Because the world is defenseless against itself. The only entity in the earth realm that can cause demonic activity to succumb, to be overcome, is the church. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the what? Gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are the only one that can extinguish wickedness. But because the church has become so weak worldwide. Come on, church. 
get you to shut your church down because of a little bug. Come on. Are we going anywhere tonight? Amen. Because the church took down its gates and defenses in so many places. Amen. Wickedness has spread abroad. And now, amen, the last state of the man is worse than the first. But you could also say, because the Bible says, so it also shall be with this what? Wicked generation. You could easily replace it by saying this way, that the last state of a generation is worse than the generation before it. The generation before it was corrupt, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Can I keep proving my point? I said, what did Woodstock do? What did the Black Panther movement do? It produced an offspring of black lives. Y'all, y'all going to get with me in a second. What did the KKK do? See, I, I, I hate everybody. Uh, no, no one is safe in this church. Yeah. It, it created an offspring of sometimes white supremacy. You're not even conscientious of how you view certain people. You just make an assumption. Am I doing okay tonight? Not you, your friend. Inherent biases. Am I doing okay tonight? Am I walking through? And all of this is a harvest off of a generation that went wild. And it produced thorns and thistles in this generation. So, Pastor, thank you for that. That's so good. I could tell you studied your Bible, sir. What is your point? My point tonight is that this message is designed to help us be immune to this world while we operate on the world. Y'all, we have got to take our, I don't want to use the wrong phrase. Um, hmm. I was going to say we need to take our shot, but that's not safe right now. We got to take our vitamins. Let's go there. We got to take our vitamins tonight so that we can understand that in a crummy, dirty world where we should be walking around like this. Amen. That we can be in this world and not of this world. But stay with me, because some of you just want to get you your foreign no more. You want your prosperity, your big house, things to just go well in your life. Don't worry about nobody else. No, we got to be immune to the world. Watch how I say this while we also operate on the world, not in the world. Operate on the world. What's our job, Matthew 28 and 16? What are we designed to do? Make disciples. And you can't curse the darkness and make disciples at the same time. We got to get better. We got to get better as a people to understand that if we are the antidote and we are the only entity that can stop wickedness that we're now in, understand we got to learn how to be immune. That is not get sick with the world because the world will infect you on it. And I'm going to show you an example of that momentarily, not to get sick with the world, but be able to operate on the world. So let's walk through this. I'm still talking about the harvest. Y'all remember the harmless um, Wizard of Oz? Does anybody remember that <laughs> with old sweet Dorothy and just clicking the slippers? Did you know that that movie was never harmless? Did you know that the wizardry and the magic in the movie and the witches in the movie was always wicked? 
But it was a seed in the culture to now today the wicked witch is actually the good guy in the new movie. So you might see where I'm going tonight. I'm saying the green lady is the one going after the wizard, <laughs> God Almighty. In the new movie, can you see harvest in what I'm teaching tonight? Can you see? See, some of us grew up during the days of yo MTV rap, and we, man, we, boy, we just, we just wanted a Gumby. You know? Come on. You just wanted to do the Humpty dance. Here's your chance. <coughs> That's what you did, which, by the way, was a sexual innuendo. But you just wanted to do that stuff. But guys, now all of that has turned into what? Can you look at the harvest of hip hop today? Oh, my God. Yo, when I tell you hip hop ran a doozy on our people. Jack, our people slap. Up, man, much, many, many, not all, many of our people can't even talk because of a demon of. Am I doing okay tonight? But is that a harvest? Have I proven my point already? I said, is that a harvest? Come on, your youngsters want to wear their hair a certain kind of way. They, they want to rebel against normalcy. They want to act a certain kind of way. I'm not cursing the darkness. I just want you to understand that all of this is harvest, and this is how we got to where we are today. Pastor, why is this important? Because as a pastor, my job is to minister separation from this world while you operate on the world. Not just in the world. You need to operate on the world. Sister Rogers and I went out for uh, uh, what the world would coin Valentine's Day and my God, I should have worn blindfold just to get to my table. And I'm talking about at a restaurant where they had a dress clothes. I see you shaking your head. Do you agree? Some of the wives in here don't like it when their husband look at other women's bosoms. They would appreciate it if you would dress up. I'm saying a few of the wives are like that. Now, if you're a swinger, you don't mind. You, you, you're good with it. I'm not biting my tongue. But I said the normal godly people, they actually like it if you could kind of pull that up a little bit so that my husband, amen, while he's sitting at the table with me, don't have to look past a bunch of stuff. Are you all here? <clears throat> but what is that? That is the harvest And it's one of my points. You'll get it early. It's something that you and I are going to have to intentionally clean up from. Because you are in a world now that is more invasive and evocative than it has ever been. The world now is bold. The world now will tell you that we are going to have a transgendered, transvestite do story time with your children in a public school where your taxes pay the money and dare you to challenge it. That's the world we're in. You don't have to say, man, I, I was talking to Pastor Rondi earlier today. I said, man, I'm so bold in the Lord right now. If I preach and nobody says amen, I'm just fine. I don't need it, y'all. I promise you. Say amen if you feel like it. If you don't, just, you know, eat butterscotch or something. Just... Get through it. But we got to be immune to this world. This world is wicked. 
but it's Bible. So it also shall be with this what? Wicked generation. Woodstock was a sexual outbreak. Come on. Hugh Hefner. Do y'all know what we have inherited post Playboy? There used to be a time when they was wrapped up behind the counter. Y'all now it's in all of your phones. Being found with ease with no subscription. Y'all ain't going to help me tonight. You can see whatever you want now. No subscription, boys. No, no, no barriers. And for everybody who said, well, my, my, my kid has this on their phone so they can't get to it. You, you mean the Mark Zuckerbergs of this generation that know how to break through every firewall? Uh-oh, I'm going to get pulled. Oh, I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting ready to get in some. <clears throat> you mean your children who are still talking about the cell phone they have? After Pastor Rogers did a lesson on why they should not have one? At a certain age, whoo, it's getting hot and heavy in here. You sure you want to join this church? You mean after 90% of people who get on pornography get on it in their early years because mama and daddy gave them a cell phone at 11? What does your 11-year-old need? You don't have to give love offerings tonight. I'm doing okay. Are you listening to me? Brazen. It's the world you live in. Just go ahead and take your virgin daughter and set her up so she can get a text message from some little hot in the hip fella that can't wait to have his first opportunity with her. Because she's going to make the right decision after all you did when you were 15. So there was a special anointing she got. You don't have to say, man, I'm still right. I said, at a certain point, we got to catch up. Are y'all listening to me? We got to catch up with God on some stuff. We got to be immune to this world while we do what? Operate on the world. I brought a couple of pictures tonight because I have personally lived this out before. I've had a member or two, and this was especially when this COVID stuff started in 2019, because I was one of those pastors that still love my members. And, um, you know, they, 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 they let me in in certain places and found out one or two were sick. And I've had members who weren't it had nothing to do with COVID, but uh, they were sick with an infectious disease that was either highly contagious or they needed to make sure that you did not breathe on them because their immune system was so weak. Right. And so one of the things they did when you would go to see these members, some of you've experienced this, uh, they give you a whole suit. And in this suit, amen, was this incubation so that bacteria and germs could not touch you while you go and relate to and pray for them, whatever you want to do. All right. And I never wore anything quite like this, but uh, and I'm not making fun of anybody because this is really how some of these suits look. But these are just a couple of examples. Do you all see that little blurry? But, but you notice how dressed up they are. There's no space for air to get in. Is this good tonight? And why do they need that for their own protection? Because what they're about to be exposed to, if any drop of it gets in, anything slips between the cracks. And when they take that outfit off, chances are they got to take it off carefully and they got to throw it in the trash. Another classic example, a little blurry, but is it proving my point? I think these are surgeons getting ready to work on somebody with a highly infectious condition. 
Amen. And they cannot be exposed to that condition. So they have to dress up just like this to do this operation. Are you all seeing this? Right. Well, the world gets this from a bacterial standpoint, but we've got to get it from a spiritual infection standpoint. We've got to understand where we are now. No, your wife does not need five male platonic friends from college. First of all, Plato was gay. Let's just start there. And how we name a relationship after a homosexual, I don't know. And adapted as normal. Y'all don't have to say, man, I told you I'm good. And we adapted as normal. And your wife still kicks it at every homecoming with Jerome and Gerald, who were good friends from the HBCU when she was off the hook. Why? I'm keeping ties with them for what? Your husband does not need to be getting coffee every so often with the finest secretary in Charlotte. And let me just go ahead and be really evocative tonight. There are other fine people. I'm going to say something that other preachers sway away from. There are beautiful people in this world. And we have got to get better at recognizing the devil, amen, that is cold heart, covered up, can't see it, can't, can't detect it. It's harmless. It is not harmless. The world has grown wild. That is a thorn in a thistle. And we got to get better at, 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 at uh, reconciling what we should be doing. I hope I'm not boring you tonight because I'm not bored. Jesus, or rather John, gave us very good instructions relative to the world. And you ought, you ought to read it over in 1 John chapter 2, verse number 15. I think he had it just right in about three good verses. First of all, he told you what not to love. Do not. <clears throat> what did he say, class? What did he say, class? Do not love the world. Why? And I'm going to give you four points. Or the things that's in the world, because if anybody what? Loves the world. The love of the father is. Now, I'm going to tell you, the world ought to be real easy to not love right now, y'all, because the world is hateful. I mean, the world is evil. There's a church in Texas. In fact, I think largest church in America, something like that, got shot up a little bit on Sunday, had to kill the shooter. And I'm not making fun of them. Are you all seeing where I'm coming from? But the world is. Do you think the church should be the last place you want to shoot? So it ought to be real easy to not love the world. I don't know the full story behind this stuff, but, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl and they had their little parade this week and and, and couldn't even have a, a parade without 22 people getting shot in the middle of the day. And one person died. Yo, that's heinous. That's evil. And I don't know why it happened. I'm not going to put my opinion on it. I'm not here to offend anybody tonight. I do know it happened because the world is full of thorns and thistles, though. The world is wicked now, y'all. Nothing is safe in the world. So we should, amen, get enjoyment in proper places and do what we do. Go out, have dinner. I think that's wonderful. Oh, God, did I enjoy my sweet wife on, 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 on what the world calls Valentine's Night. That was lots of fun. But, but we just ought not love the world. And I did not go to a jazz club to enjoy it. 
I don't need the world's jazz. Furthermore, I'm a man of God. I'm a pastor. You don't need to see me in no jazz club. And if I don't need to be in a jazz club, guess where you don't need to be? You still running down the ovens all the time because earth, wind and fire coming and you coming out with seven devils at the end of the conference. What is a Christian doing at an earth, wind and fire conference? You should be separate from this world by now. You ought not need them, them, them. Bring you back to your college days in the band and. Come on, class. We're better than that. class. Are we better than that? No, I don't listen to New Edition either. Amen. For some of us, that's when we was in sin. You was in the room crying your eyeballs out. Mr. Telephone, man. Something wrong with my girl. She won't call me back. Down my baby's number. I get a click every time. Click that music off. Right? right? Yeah. But we can't we can't do that because you what the world you love. You love the world. <clears throat> you got to keep your kid in a certain school because they're academic elite. But that same school is robbing your child's soul. Right from underneath your nose. And instead of a man identifying with Christian education, by which there are some excellent Christian education schools, you just need them to come through this school. They got to go here. Your child has to go away from college. And when they go away for college and they end up having 22 sex partners by the time they graduate. But boy, they did come out of an Ivy League. I'm so pleased with my daughter. And she's fighting demons for the next seven years of her life until she finds a good church like this and trying to get her life back. Y'all don't have to say, man. <clears throat> but you know why you sent her to that school? Because you 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 love the world. The truth is, she could have got the same degree at UNC Charlotte and stayed <clears throat> and slept at, your, slept at your house every night. Save you some money, too. And why can't you go on campus and just meet her for lunch? But we love the world. My daughter's got to go to the prom and show some cleavage. You ever seen these prom dresses? Come on. What about during May? Come on, let's tell the truth. You're eating in Chili's or wherever you like to go, Applebee's, and you see these girls come in. Amen. And I'm saying 17 years old. Right here. And you know why you let them wear that? You love the world. You love the world. And they just need to experience some stuff. They need to have this experience. They need to take their senior pictures at the prom with star quarterback Joe. And have their first experience before they should have had it. I'm glad the young people, I'm glad my people are here. I want my daughters to hear this. I want, I want my kids to hear this. What if you were just different, amen, and when you officially wore a white dress, you wore it for the right reasons? And to all the moms and dads in here, by which, 
Amen. We only wore the white dresses because of the blood of Jesus. How many y'all know because God redeemed you, you ought not want somebody else to go through the same thing that you had to wear. Oh, now I'm getting some help. I don't need you to lose your virginity because I lost mine in high school. I love you enough to let you know it's not worth it. Y'all ain't going to say amen, but I think you are. Love not the world, neither the what? Things that are in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Let's pick up speed. Come on. For all that's in the world. What's the world got to offer? Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. The what? Come on, class. Pride of life. It is not of the Father, but it is what? And this is my favorite part of this verse, verse number 17. I love it because it keeps me centered. It keeps me on the Lord's side. My favorite part is this verse. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he that does the will of God will last forever. Oh, shout hallelujah right there. Glory to God. Man, that makes me that makes me do what I do. Yeah. I love I love it. I love being a Christian. I love being a pastor. Man, if you join this church, you join the right church because your pastor going to be here for a long time. Amen. I love it. I love ministry. I love casting devils out. I love teaching the Bible. I love laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. Oh, hallelujah. I love building homes for unwed moms. I love a move of God. I love seeing people's babies get healed. Hallelujah. We are on the winning side. I love God more than I love this world. Glory to God. We need to get that revelation. Because the day you get that revelation, falling out with the world is going to be easy. I'm saying even things that are harmless that you could continue to do. Amen. You're just going to choose God over it because you're more on the Lord's side than you are on the world side. Are you all getting this? We ought not what? Oh, come on. You just had to watch the Usher halftime show. He after all, he is an usher. Everybody want to hear a little bit of Usher? My wife and I have gone to multiple Super Bowls in the past, and not one time did we sit in there. Beyonce sung at one. Man, all I heard was, get up. We went out, got a big fat pretzel. Not interested. And my wife don't want me to see somebody's hourglass figure for 20 minutes for a a poo-poo game. And I'm telling you, when the game is over, you're in traffic. Are y'all getting this? But what's your point, Pastor? I got a whole series I'm going to do for y'all on how to dwell in Babylon. You got to learn, like, how to go to a baseball game, but pick. Now, I can go to a game, but I'm not doing that. I'm not ordering that. Hallelujah. I don't drink that. They don't know how to dress. Come on, let's go out till they get done with the halftime show. Are y'all getting this? We didn't need that. We never needed that. I forgot the other young lady that was singing one year. Oh, my God. I mean, it's amazing. You know? Yeah, Mickey Minaj, all these kind of people. So you go to these games. But my God, you can't, say, you can't be a Christian and sit out here and engage in this. 
you get in the joint. I mean, before you know, and I'm telling you, you got a soul, y'all. And let's let's face it, boy. I'll tell you, you throw some of them good oldies. I mean, in a minute, your head gone. <laughs> that stuff gets. <laughs> you gonna start nodding and tapping like anybody else. The only reason why you are who you are tonight is because we're preaching sanctification. That's right. That's the only reason why this is working well. You are receiving and your spirit, you're not your spirit man. Spirit man's already like Christ as he is in this world. So are we. Your soul man is being rinsed out. You're getting some stuff off of you. I love a good message like this, especially after a holiday like the one we just had. Just recenter people. Get them back on fire for the right thing. Are y'all getting this? So let's go a little bit further. You got a little bit of time? Amen. I want to give you about four points if I have time. Amen. On how to remain immune to the world while harvesting it. Because you got to harvest it. You got to get the sinner saved. Isn't that right? Amen. There ought not be anybody out there that you look at that you can't share Jesus with. Lord tell you to share. You got to harvest that person. You got to go after them. My God, you go after the drunkard, you go after the homosexual, you go after the person. And there are people like that in this room who's all tatted up. God loves those people. They're a soul. He loves them just as much as he loved you. Isn't that right? God so loved. God so loved the world the right way. That he gave his what? When he tells you not to love the world, he's talking about loving not the things, the atmosphere. Don't love prestige. All that's in the world is lust, lust and pride. Getting to the top. We don't we don't love the world like that. Many of you know this by now. I used to consult for the NFL and they, they didn't ask me to leave. In fact, they asked me to stay. Uh, but I told them, I said, I'm, I'm getting too busy, my ministry, all these other things. They, they, they asked me more than one time, what could they do to keep me? This goes on and on. But, but God's mission for my life was greater than that contract. Is that a good way of teaching my lesson? So you see, I passed the test of not loving, and that's harmless. There's nothing wrong with being a consultant, going and teach people mental health. I might do some of that again. I got other friends who got organizations. They may want me to come in and consult a little bit. I'm not against all of that. I'm not telling you you got to abort everything you do uh, where you might make a little extra money or something like that. But you got to put God's calling over your life ahead of everything. That's what it really means to what? Love, not the world. Okay, let's go through four quick points, amen, on how to remain immune to the world while doing what? Harvesting it. Many of these I already taught, but I'm going to categorize it for you now. Number one, this is a good one. Be aware of the current dysfunctional trends of the carnal world. And I give you some examples, i.e. witchcraft and sex. The great Lester Summerall, and you can still find this message online. I might play a little bit of it one night, but he talked about America's prophetic destiny. He talked about some things that God talked about that was going to take happen, <coughs> take place, excuse me, in America. And one of them, amen, was that this nation would give itself to the occult. You see that happening now. Everywhere you turn, you don't have to raise your hand. Don't get mad at me. Just receive. Just receive because I'm right. Y'all, what is a believer doing in some yoga? So true. That's good. How you get in yoga? That's right. You mean Eastern religion? You go to Zumba class? 
If, if it's harmless stretching, why don't we just call it? I mean, even the contortions say something. You are channeling spirits. Yes, you are. That's a cult. You can't even watch the Marvel Avengers, the last two or three of them, because all the finger snapping. If you know anything about sorcery and stones, that's a cultish. The Wizard of Oz, the wicked, y'all, the movie is called Wicked. Is the devil being evocative now? Wicked. The movie's literally called that. Right? So where are we? Where are we as a culture? Where are we, not just as a nation, but as a people? Y'all, I want you to understand tonight, amen, that you got to know what's happening. Parents, you need to know what's happening in your kid's life. What, what's the trends in youthism? I'm gonna make up a phrase right now. What are your kids up against? Y'all, vaping came out a few years ago, and oh my gosh, people are crystallizing their lungs. No outcome data on the real impact, but we do know it's wiping folk out. What's gonna happen to a, a 16 year old that's vaping by the time he's 36 if he even makes it? That stuff is toxic. Isn't this right? I got a nurse on the front row just just confirmed it. Yes, it is toxic. Right. So you got to know what are the trends? What are people doing? The whole swingers movement. At an all time high. Y'all, we are in a time of sexual lasciviousness. There are kids in the room. I want some of y'all start coming to marriage class because I get a lot more evocative in that class. I'm very appropriate, but I get right down in it with you. But guys, you don't need your spouse hungry right now. No, you don't. <clears throat> you don't need your spouse hungry right now. Amen. And singles, you got to learn how to possess your soul with patience. I'm saying you can supernaturally shut your shop down until it's time. I know you can because I did it. <clears throat> I, I, nope, I don't do that. And I'm saying that and I was a man and a celibate one. With his own house and everything in between. You can be, oh, y'all ain't going to help me, but I'm telling you, you can be celibate for years, loving God, getting the plan of God for your life. And I'm telling you, know your worth. And this going to really keep you right. Stop pushing the reset button. Because every time you sleep with somebody, they contaminate your soul. I don't need no more soul contaminants. You're not just sleeping with them. You're sleeping with the 48 people they were with. All kinds of demons getting down in you and you wonder why you're losing your mind and you're depressed and you're anxious all the time. Before you know it, you're so confused. You got to know the going trends. But remember now, all that is in this world will what? It's going to, you can say it, it's going to pass away. Amen. It will pass away. It comes and it goes. I mean, I'm not making fun of anybody, but I know at least for men, ladies can do this. But for men right now, y'all, bell bottoms just ain't it. It came and it went. 
Even in suit fashion, there, 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 there are different trends, you know, <clears throat> of suits. You know, I saw one of my tailors not long ago and he advised me. He said, you know, I want to tell you that, you know, the shorter the shorter suit is going away. There, there was a trend that used to be out where the man's suit was a little shorter on, on the thigh, a little shorter cut. He said, I, I, you know, you order whatever you want, but I'm just telling you it, it's not up here anymore. Are y'all getting this? Right. Trends come and they go. Amen. And so I'm teaching this tonight because you need to know what those dysfunctional trends are in the world and not latch hold of what everybody's doing. I'm not doing that just because they do that. Do you know I don't even do this church based off of what other church is doing? I'm not going to make you feel like you're in a club on Sunday. Make smoke come out of the lights and purple over here and. And strobe lights, strobe lights going through <clears throat> to make your flesh feel a certain kind of way. If you wanted to be in a club, there's no reason to come to a church. The Bible says put a difference. I'm not trying to be like the lifestyle you just came out of. Am I doing okay tonight? <clears throat> Number two, access the power of God daily. This is, this is how you stay immune to the world. You got to access the power of God how often? Access the power of God daily. Jesus answered, my kingdom is what? Not of this world. That is so profound to me. Yeah. Guys, you always exist in two worlds. You live in the kingdom of God. Colossians 1, 16, 1, 13 through 16. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the what? Kingdom of his dear son. You exist in the carnal world. Say that again. You live in the what? Kingdom of God. Hebrews said Hebrews says it so well, I think around chapter 12. Amen. That we are of the kingdom which cannot be shaken. Philippians 3 and 20 says something like our citizenship is in heaven. All right. Paul says we are ambassadors. Is this true tonight of Christ? So I really live where? In the kingdom of God. I just happen to exist in the carnal world. Well, since I exist in the carnal world, I have got to every single day. And this is where your regimen and prayer time kicks in and your study time and word time. I got to access the power of God. How often? Daily. Daily. Every day I put on the whole armor of God. I do it every day. Every single day. I wake up, my feet are shot, the preparation, gospel, peace, loins, girded about truth, God on the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, sword of spirit, humble of salvation. I have love, my faith works by love. I have keys to the kingdom. I always establish my authority verbally every day because I'm a walking, talking spirit. I just got through telling the kingdom of darkness, you can't do nothing today. Are you listening to me? That happens every single day of my life. I always do that. I access the power of God. If I come up against something that's ungodly, I decree thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? <clears throat> but, but like what, though? That is in heaven. I'm not of this world. My kingdom, Jesus said, is not what? Of this world. So I need to access that power. How often? 
daily. Why is that important? Because if you access the power daily, when the woman comes with the low cut, you're going to do Proverbs 4. You're going to look straight ahead. The Bible tells you what to do. If you ever think you're going to get off into some sexual sins, man, read Proverbs chapter five and six. Some adultery, read it and it will sober you up. This is so good. It got quiet on that point. Because you got to clean up from this world. Y'all, I wish I had time to really preach psychological triggers. But let me say it this way. There are very few people in this room that can look at a physical trigger, picture or image and not have a reaction. And let me tell you why, because that is not an insult. God created you biologically to have a reaction. I love counseling with people who say stuff like, yeah, no, you know, um, I live with my girlfriend, but we we don't do anything because I love the Lord. And then I say, you got a special anointing. man. That's powerful. And then I sometimes I get passive aggressive. I stay right there with him. Tell me about this anointing that you picked up. Give me more on that. That's a, that's anointed, boy. You, so you say you live with your girlfriend it, now, and then, then I get real passive aggressive. Now, is she ugly? <laughs> Do you, you don't like the way she look? No, God, no. I wouldn't be with somebody I don't like the way she look. Okay, okay. So she ugly. Okay, um, she not ugly then. You're saying, okay, I don't want to make nobody mad, but let me be honest. Do you, do you have a sexual orientation issue? That's where I always get the brothers. So what you're saying is, is you're not attracted to women. Because you're telling me you live with your girlfriend and you don't, you don't never do nothing. Y'all, that's an insult to the girlfriend. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let, let, can I be honest with you? Sister Rogers and I dated one year. You know why? It was no chance. Not for her. And we and we I'm so glad we did not for the sake of the cause. So you all would understand that. But the reason why Paul gave us the remedy, he said, amen, it's better to marry than to burn. And guess what? She did not live with me because if she did, y'all would have to play just as I am every Sunday without fail. And I'm telling you that, and I'm not going to shut up. I'm talking about people who are actually human now. And see, we got to get so real with this thing and help you understand that, yes, single sister, because you're human, you do have urges, but you got to put some accountability and some cleaning up in place so you don't follow through on those urges. You got to block somebody's phone number. You got to get rid of some people who used to be able to access you. You got to make some good decisions because you are natural in the flesh. And don't pray that the Lord take it away because he gave it to you for your husband. He wanted you to have that. Oh, God, take this off me. No, take it off you. Just put it in its right place. Are you all still here? So number three is you got to clean up daily. Clean up daily, y'all. I'm just about done. Y'all still here? 
The Bible says it so well. And I want to show you this scripture. I'm giving you points, but I want you to see this one. Amen. The Bible says in Luke 9, and I'm going to bring home a point that I don't know if you've ever thought about. But the Bible says he said to his disciples, he said to them, take nothing for your journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. Everybody say, God will take care of me. And do not have two tunics apiece. Don't worry about a bunch of coats and jackets. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. Number five, very important principle. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, what do you do? When you go out of that city, what do you do? Shake the dust off. What is shaking the dust off doing? Cleaning up. When you come out of spots, having looked at all kind of wickedness that you didn't even ask for. You have got to clean up. We could really get into this, but children in the room come to marriage class. Married couples, though, you know how you clean up. There's a release valve God gave you. He said, for temptation, let a man have a, a wife. Y'all don't know that verse. Uh-huh. Or either you just shell shot. That I was honest enough to tell you that you have sexual urges. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So you got, you, that's why you have a wife. Pastor, I'm single. That's why you have sanctification. And oh, by the way, go ahead and get in your mission, win souls to Jesus, seek first the kingdom of God so God can add to you that release valve to turn that stuff down. But don't do what the world does. You got to do what? Dust off. Clean off. And I'm going to say it again. You can go time without sexual intimacy. You do not have to have it. It is not a measure for living. Y'all still here? And if you want to be holy, you want to be right. You know what you do? You clean up. You refrain because you can. You can do how many things? Now, we always quote those verses talking about I can perform on the job. No, you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can keep yourself right. And one of the ways you keep yourself right is remove yourself from wrong. Y'all, I'm going to say something. I don't care if you're in your favorite restaurant. If it get too tight in there, you single, you have no release valve, how about get up and walk out? Pay the people, oh, yeah, no, that's all right. It's too much for me. I have had patience and counseling. This is so good. That used to be alcoholics who do not sit near the bar. You know why they don't sit near the bar? They've said it to me. Dr. Gabe, I can't even stand to hear the ice clackling against the glass because it triggers me. It makes me want. Am I helping somebody tonight? It makes me want to go back. So when I go somewhere to eat, I don't sit near a bar. I've had patients like that in practice. This is true. So can we get honest enough y'all, to understand Come on, Joseph. What did you do with Potiphar's wife? Ran that I will not subject myself to this. I will not put myself in this posture. Boring, Pastor Rogers. Now, you got to clean up. The world's always pumping stuff into you. You got to see the wicked commercial just to watch TV. Y'all, after the Super Bowl went off, man, you probably wanted to take a shower just off of some of those commercials. 
Sexual lasciviousness everywhere you look. Off the hook. Is this true? And I don't know why, and I got a burden on my heart, and so I'm going to go where the Spirit's pushing me. I don't know why you send your son and daughter off to that school where, where the Deltas and the Kappas and the Alphas are going to dress inappropriately and do a step show and, 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 and take all their clothes off and shake their hips and, and expect your son to make it. Now, I'm going to say something real strong. If he does make it, what's the problem? sometimes I just want to hide under a rock no one agrees pastor he needs his bachelors every every human being needs a bachelor's in sociology yeah but he gonna be real social in a wrong way should he go there and get social it's so quiet in the room. And you know what? You know why you, you, know why you do that? Because you're not clean from this world. Whatever the world values, you value. <laughs> Had a young man. He was in the uh, 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 NFL. <clears throat> and um, he would seek my advice on stuff. And he said, you know, pastor, this, this team, you know, Miami, not for TV. Cut this off. Miami Dolphins wants me to come on down there and play for them. and got a good spot. I said, don't go. You got a wife. Go to another team. Yeah, nah, but they got, hey, don't go. Because one of the things we know about South Beach, Florida, I said, South. I went to Fort Lauderdale with my wife not long ago. Are you all listening to me? But I'm saying you in South and you're going to expose your young self to that every. See, I'm, I say the stuff nobody else wants to say. No, some of the finest people are in. <laughs> Y'all don't like that, do you? Pastor, what about Charlotte? You look good. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I didn't say you was ugly. We just don't have no beach, so we don't attract that kind of talent. They attract a different breed of talent. Man and woman. Dudes down there working out on the beach with six packs and they get a different kind of talent. We we inland. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Is this true tonight? Are you listening to me? I mean, don't go, not for TV. Go play for the Cleveland Browns some, some. See if they'll pick you up. No offense to anybody from Ohio. I don't, I don't mean no offense. You can get in sin anywhere, right? But there are places, y'all. Did you know that, that uh, New Orleans just really does have witchcraft? It just does. You do whatever you want with that statement. It is a witchy city. And you can go to some New Orleans and you're going to feel the heat. Of some witchcraft. Yes. Yes. Every, and I've been more times than I can count. But every time you go, you cannot walk down the street without seeing something. <clears throat> and if you're spiritual, you can smell it. Are y'all getting this? 
I'm, I need to teach one night on spiritual atmospheres. Daniel talked about that when he talked about the spirit of Persia in Daniel chapter 10. Man, there, there are places of sexual lasciviousness because of uh, what do we call it? Sexual prostitution, this new thing with the young ladies. Um, yeah, sex trafficking. Man, if you've ever been to Myrtle Beach, y'all, that's a hub. And if you're spiritual and you walk down the main drive down there, oh, God, it's stuff going on in those hotel rooms. And it's sad. That's why your kid might not need to go to Coastal Carolina. But that's because you, why can't they just go to CP? Start there and get more mature. Come home every night and eat your dinner. Oh, man. I'll do better next Thursday, y'all, if if I'm here. Y'all pray for me, okay? Clean up, shake the dust off. This includes realigning with the prosperity. Now, give me that revelation. Go back to that verse. Y'all still got time? He said, (coughs) excuse me, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony to them. Now, God tell them don't take staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. Do y'all see that? Jesus is telling his disciples, you won't need any of this because I'm going to provide it for you. I wrote something which is so good and I want you to consider it. Now, I don't think it's anything where you got to copy it down. But um, a big part of cleaning up includes realigning with the prosperity that God provides. So I don't have to love the world and his women because God gave me a lady. And I want to say this very safe because I don't want to hurt anybody's feeling, but I got to teach it. This is the safest place to have an encounter. Because when one in three people are carrying something, I'm just telling you tonight, you playing a little Russian roulette in this world. Are y'all getting this? So what's a wife to a man? That's God's prosperity. You see your prosperity? Find the good thing and obtain the favor, right? You love not the world. I don't need the world's resources. Jesus gives me money. Is that right? So I don't got to do something conniving and shysty because if I do that, amen. That's how people go to jail and they rhyme or hell. Get shot dealing some drugs, something foolish, right? Because you just needed you, you just needed a little bit more money. You love the world. What's God's prosperity? Get in His mission for your life. And man, I'm telling you, it'll bless your socks off. He'll bless your business. He'll bless whatever you do. See, the Lord blessed me through my businesses. He blesses me through my church. Thank God for that. But everything He blesses me through is something He legitimately gave me. And, and, and his blessings come without repentance. Amen. He's not going to snatch them away. Right. But come on, Michael, Whitney and Prince. You get with the world, you'll get the 50. And then the devil's going to pull your car. Listen to me, young people. I'm talking to the youth in the room right now. Don't love this world. Don't love anything it has to offer. You stay with God. And I'm going to tell you, Tony, find that scripture. Though judgment of a sinner doesn't happen fast. Yeah, find that Ecclesiastes, I think. It may look like the sinners are moving real fast. 
It may look like they're moving up the ladder. This is going to help some adults, too. Look like, oh, come on, let me help the single sisters in the room because you all feel at such a disadvantage. It may look like everybody's getting married. Oh, God, I know that girl was off the hook and she got a husband. But listen to God's wisdom on this. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. The heart of the sons of men is what? Fully set in them to what? The key to this verse is to understand that just because judgment didn't come speedily don't mean it ain't coming. And the old saints used to say you're getting by, but you're not getting away. Are y'all getting this? So I'm choosing, man, in, in, in this stage of my life just to grow God's way. I don't even want to grow a church the world's way. I'm a talented preacher. You know what I could do to pack this church out? And it's being packed out, but it's being packed out by God's. But I'm not going to get up here and tell people a bunch of mess just to fill up some seats. Are you all getting this? It looks like the sinner is developing, getting what they, uh, uh, oh God, Lord, they don't even tithe and they got a husband. Come on, you making scriptures fit. You say you pour me out a blessing, I don't have room enough to receive. I ought to have enough husbands. I ought to be able to pick from 10 by now. I've been tithing for years. No, you stay with God. You stay with God. See, even on a message like this tonight, if, if you all aren't hanging from the chandeliers and yelling and screaming, oh, that's good, all that kind of stuff, it don't matter. This is the best message you can hear. A message on stay with God. Don't leave him. Because <clears throat> in due season, come on, Galatians 6, 7 through 9, in due season, what's going to happen, bro? We're going to reap if we faint not. Lift your hand and just love God there. Say, I'm not fainting. And worship him because he's your keeper. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He will give you prosperity in exchange for the world's wickedness. I'm telling you, and I'm a witness, boy. I'm telling you, I love not the world. And and I got every incentive not to. Because the Lord has made it good with me. I am not one of those people that you ever hear testifying about what I left for Jesus. I think that's a backwards testimony. I had it made when I was in the world. And I gave it all up for the cross. Well, if you had it that made, go on back to your baby. You was doing that good. No, you was going to have a hollow point through the skull any minute now. But Jesus saved you. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. You were on your way to a burning fire, but the Bible says he plucked you from the fire. Is anybody here that still remembers what Jesus brought you from? And you don't value who you used to be over where he brought you to? You were heinous at best. You were an awful person. But the blood of Jesus saved you. Gave you another shot when you didn't deserve it. Gave you another moment when you shouldn't have. You should have every disease in the book. But my God, you came out of all of that and you're still pure. Lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord. So I, I didn't trade nothing for Jesus. 
Some of y'all did. I didn't. And I'm saying this is pre-love offerings. I'm saying this is pre-thriving businesses. I'm saying before I had anything like I had today, Jesus was still the best thing that ever happened to me. I wish I had somebody in here that would praise him. I said he's the best thing. God's way is the prosperous way. He's my prosperity. Take your seat. I'm closing. Kids was out of school today working out with Gabe and Stephen. That's prosperity. Are you listening to me? Playing Monopoly with Christian is prosperity. Hallelujah. And I got this little thing called a love tick. That I do with Lauren. And if it ever latches hold to her. She fights to get my hand up. I say, you can't. And then on some days I do the love leech. Because that's still daddy's baby girl. See, that's prosperity. Y'all saying amen to this? I wasn't out with some loose woman last night. That's prosperity. And I'm going to help some of you walk in some holiness. Now, girls, listen to me. Let me be a good spiritual father. Don't be loose. You will never attract a man of God being loose. Let me tell you from a man of God standpoint, I never liked the girl that was too easy to capture. I never did because I was always a logical thinker. If she would go with me that fast, she'll go with Ricky, Bobby and Mike. Yes, she will. And as soon as I turn my head. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Hallelujah. I, I, I never liked that girl. Mm-mm, never was interested. So I'm telling you, ladies, and this is God tonight. Y'all getting anything? Have a standard. Be a lady, man. Put the L in lady. You can't get at me that easy. You know, I'm a woman of God. Hallelujah. Furthermore, my pastor is Pastor Gabe Rogers. and He will beat your brains out. <laughs> Amen. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. They don't believe me. Have I ever threatened men before? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get crazy, man. <laughs> Whew. Can't you see it in my eyes? I can switch on you. Amen. You did what? Y'all close that door. You like three other brothers in the room? Oh, man. I didn't say I beat anybody up, but I... I have threatened people before. That's, that is true. Now, I would be lying if I didn't say that. Amen. You need a cover and you need a shepherd. But now don't come telling me cover you and you was at the club Friday night. I ain't covering nothing. <clears throat> Y'all there acting crazy, then you get what you got. I'm saying be a sanctified woman. Are y'all getting this? I don't want to get carried away. Clean up. Number three. Number four. Look at the world through the right lens and that's enough. I want to give you all points tonight. Look at the world through the what? So clean up and includes realigning with the prosperity God provides. That's my favorite point of the night. That revelation of man. I don't need what the world has because I'm doing just fine with God. Don't want it. Amen. But look at the world through the light, right lens. Amen. There are so many scriptures we could go through with this. Can I just show you two quick ones? I want to let you go home. Luke 23 and 34. I don't always have to have a scripture for every point, but do get this. Jesus said, Father, do what? Forgive them because they what? Know not what they do. 
Do you know that everybody in this world is under an influence? So when I see that young lady with her bosom out or that young man with this or that, I got to look at them through the what? Through the right lens. What is the right lens? And we close with this. This is so good. And I want us to do this because we need to remain great evangelists. Matthew 9 and 36. And that's enough for tonight. When Jesus saw the multitudes. Come on. He was moved. With compassion for them. Because y'all, everybody you see out here in this world that won't, won't, won't pick themselves up, won't, won't do right, won't be right. Paul said, and such were some of you, such were some of us. All it is is they're hopeless. You're acting like that because of a lack of what? Hope. Because they're wearied and scattered. Like sheep having those shepherd. I love this phrase right here and I'm closing. Because they were what? Weary. Do you think... Come on, Christians, that it would have been real hard to go through COVID for two years without Jesus. I mean, no Psalm 91 to rely on. Do you think September 11th is hard to frame without a biblical worldview? God gets blamed for that stuff. And he had nothing to do with it. But if you're not born again, isn't it hard to frame that? Somebody obviously said, why did God let this? And you know what that leads to? They were what? Weary. All your friends at work that just got to drop an F-bomb every other word, you know what they are? They're just weary. And if you look at them with compassion, you look at your girls in school with compassion. Look at the lesbian with compassion. Look at the drunkard with what? Compassion. Don't try to convert how they're acting. Convert their soul. Clean them from the inside out, and then they'll change how they're acting. That's how, that happens in sanctification. Right? right? So we got to learn these principles, y'all, because we got to learn how to be in this world. And what did I teach you tonight? While operating, not in it, on it. It's my job to win the world, to be different, to show the world another way, to give the world a different opportunity. But I got to also make sure that I don't get infected by the world. So I can't be so holy that I can't touch the world. But then where a lot of churches miss it, I can't be so down to earth that I'm not different from the world. I got to be different. If I come to your church, I came because you're a church. That's why I came. Why do you go to grocery stores? To get groceries. Do you go to the grocery store to change oil? Look at the smart people. Walmart does. See, you missed. You so smart. Jesus knowing their thoughts. I called you out before you called me. I know, but Pastor Walmart does. You know, you always got somebody contrary. Want to go against the example. No, you don't go to grocery stores to change your oil. Generally speaking, you go to get bread and eggs. People are hungry, y'all. People are hurting. People are weary. Who will be honest enough to say, amen, if not this church, whatever church you got born again in, amen, when you got there and got born again, you were hurting. You were weary. Yes, you were. 
You better believe you were, because if you weren't, you're not saved. You only left the world for something better. <clears throat> you left the world for Jesus. So you were hurting. You had to find a better way. Some man crushed your heart. Some life circumstance crushed, crushed your heart. The death of a loved one crushed your heart. Are y'all here? Your own lasciviousness, wrong decisions. Let me see if I can get some witnesses on this. Have you ever made a wrong decision? Yes. But the power of God did what? That's right. Two hands, right? It brought you back. Right? And so this world will make you weary, man. My heart goes out to people. I'm closing now. I love you. You've been gracious tonight. But my heart goes out to people. It just does. It does. It does. It does. And I have learned this art. And that's why so many people and I'm not not bragging, but I get so many people to Jesus in a week or this church because fundamentally, amen, it's the heart of God. It's to understand that, you know, you're not going to affect me because I talk to you. I love you. I want to win you. Some of you said, man, why would he preach <clears throat> against homosexuality so much? Number one, I don't preach against it so much. You're just hypersensitive to it. That's number one. But man, ask my wife if I ever met a homosexual that I won't engage in the restaurant, the waiter, the this, the that. Are y'all getting this? A liar, an adulterer, and such were some of you, some of us. Paul said, Paul said it so well. He said, I was the chiefest of sinners. You read your Bible. Paul said that. <clears throat> Pastor Rogers was a sinner before he got saved. I was. And I still remember what the Lord brought me from. Amen. But I clean up from this world. And you know what? I don't want Sakara. I don't want anything the world has. Mm -mm. I don't have to see its movies. There are some movies I don't watch. And I don't miss not watching. Because I don't love the world. I'm closing. You've been patient. It's a school night. I'm going to get you out of here. I don't, I don't miss the world's interactions. I, some of you do this, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have to have wine. <clears throat> Bible told me strong drink is a mockery. Now, now there are some Christians that'll make a position that you should plug into that. Paul said, take a little for your stomach. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, because the water was bacteria driven. That's what the Bible says. But I, I mean, if the Bible says give no opportunity, to the flesh. There's some things I just don't, I don't even wrestle with whether or not I need to try it. That's what crayon grape is for. And a nice sparkling water. Are you getting this? You know, if you need to feel worldly sometime, I'll tell Brian to play that Marriott music again. <laughs> you guys can feel that warmth. Like you're in the Marriott lobby or something. I mean, you know, if you just got to have it, but we need to stop being so solicker and clean up from this world. Now, don't take what I said tonight with a grain of salt, because what I'm teaching you right now, and God gave me this message some time ago in this whole concept of don't don't forget the harvest. It is truly separation and immunity. How to not get sick. This is what I taught you tonight to keep you out of adultery. It'll keep you out of being a swindler. And being so messed up. And guys, I promise you, Pastor Rogers, it ain't a feel bad vein in my body about what I said tonight. Not one. 
Because if we don't start pumping godliness and sanctification back in the people of God, guys, do you understand that the Bible says he literally shortens the time for the elect's sake? Do you know what that means? That means that if he don't, some people won't make it. He's grading on the curve. James five talks about how he's harvesting precious fruit. So he'll shorten the time because the world's got so much pressure after you all the time. But you got to get separate from this world. Pastor, you don't understand. I used to be in lesbianism. It's okay. That's what soul conversion is all about. All of us used to be in something and God loves you. Okay. And I'm just telling you now, and, and you, whatever tendency you got, run from it. Come on. You got to be that kind of brother. Where's the safe model? Y'all got it back there? I'm a little over. You okay? Let's put it on the screen. We're going home. But you got to be that kind of brother. Like, nah, I can't take that. Y'all go ahead. It's not for me. I, can, I can't be exposed like my client, my patient. Now, nah, I can't sit near the bar now. That, that don't do me no good. Why, if your marriage is in infidelity recovery, are you watching movies about the affair? Tarnishing your soul, getting you pulled back into some emotion. Information affects you even when you don't know it does. That's why I'm always complimenting people. Y'all, even in my jokes, I want to be complimentary because you know what that just did to your soul? It built you up. I answered the question today in a quick answer to hard questions model. Just put it up there. Uh, we're going home. But um, somebody submitted a question in it and it, pl- it plugged my heart. They said, if God made everybody, why did he make some people so very attractive and others not? But that's obviously from a person who thinks they're not attractive. But the psalmist said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are his works. Every one of us is a marvelous work. And then it went on to say, and my soul does know this well. Your soul knows something right or wrong. Are you with me? I mean, you really need to be that person. You need to be that person. No, God, man, I'm a man of God. I'm handsome. I look good. Come on. I'm a lady. I'm pretty. Why did he make some people attractive and others unattractive? You're not unattractive. You're attractive to the right person. Come on. Right. There is something to that saying. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The person that's going to behold you is going to say gorgeous. And you need to start saying that about yourself. Isn't that right? My soul does know this well. I'm closing. But you got to know, amen, if you're going to avoid these sexual sins, salvation, be aversion minded. What about fellowship? Y'all still remember that? How about some accountability if you're really burning? And an expectation. What am I trying to qualify for? What cleaned me up in my life for good? Man, I was just living holy for a long, long time before I got married. I'm going to tell you what, I determined I was not pushing no reset buttons. I knew my wife was inches away. And there was no way in the world the devil was going to put me back to the end of the line. In ministry, I've always acted ethically. Because I knew one day God would give me a church. 
So I never tried to steal somebody else's members or, or proselytize or do anything like that. Nope, I'm an ethical man. So now my ministry has flourished. Are y'all seeing how this works? What's your expectation? What are you looking forward to? First things first, though, get saved, aversion minded. I'm not going to get in sexual sin because I don't want the repercussions of it. I'm not going to get in this world because I don't want the what? Repercussions of it. Fellowship. That's what you singles did so well last night. That's so good. But last not least, expectation. I gave you three Bible studies in one. But you know why? Because the Lord's trying to help somebody tonight. Look at your neighbor, encourage them and tell them, don't blow it. Come on, tell somebody else, God got something amazing for you. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Meet me on Sunday. We'll see what the Lord has to say. But that's my story tonight, and I'm sticking to it. Were you blessed? Amen. (coughs) Come on. Let's get the people of God out. If you're here tonight, amen, you don't know Jesus, you can stand. I ran a little over tonight. Don't forget the harvest, a world grown wild, grown wild, G-R-W-N, wild, amen. Thorns and thistles, what did we inherit from generations before us? Even family witchcraft, deaths come in threes. Who said that? At the Bible? On and on and on and on, isn't that right? Those were all seeds. Seeds. Right? Seeds. We got to be aware, y'all, where we are and what time it is. All right? You're here tonight. You don't know Jesus. Come on, let's come to